What's up? up? This is Draco. And this is Alicia. And you're now tuned in to OD, OD Podcast. Podcast. Oh. <laughs> Period. What's up? What 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 what's up? I was glitching. Anyway, can you hear me good? I can hear you amazing. That's what they always say. Okay, okay so- girl, please you sound chap and dirty. All right. I got roaches in your mic. That's impossible. It ain't. Trust me. I watched okay. a video. I watched a video the other day on Instagram. Somebody was fixing this boy outside his MacBook. It was roaches in it. Oh, trust me. You know he's working at the Apple Store. I, I listen. It be stuff in there that you don't even think supposed to fit in the little crannies, and they be up in there. It's like, right. are you a farmer? What? Why is there basil in? <laughs> For real? Man, cornmeal, bugs, old coffee, drink. I mean, like soda. It's like, but you know what? People just take, think about it. People take the computer wherever they go and they be trying to act crazy when I open it up and it's a whole pound cake in there. You know how this whole, a bunt cake got in your darn computer? I don't say, mine don't even leave the house. Mine either, but we also live like what I would say like clean lives. Like we don't really be like nowhere in the dirt. Like it used to be a lot of people that would come in there and they phone won't charge no more. And then you look in a charging port and it's it'll it'll be a whole rice kernel in there. It'll be full of dust, like full of lint to the point where we have to use like a, a paper clip to oh like scratch God. it out of there. And then they then they phone charge fine. But the, the the lint had accumulated so much in the phone that the charger it can't even reach the little charging pins. I know it's so crazy. I'm looking, man. <laughs> I mean, it's it's got to take a lot of dirt to get to that point because I don't have a phone two, three years and I ain't had that problem. But I think, you know, if you put your phone in your pockets, if you work in a farm or a warehouse of some sort over, over Stop time. Stop saying it. What? About people working in a farm. No, there are. What, wait, 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 wait. That That's a legit thing. Not I don't, Maybe not a farm, but like a garden. I have a garden. I'm a farmer. Okay. I grow food. Okay. Dang, you got like food. It ain't anyway. All right, so what's the black business of the week since you want to play? <laughs> my black business of the week is actually right here in my face. Hold on, let me grab it. So what ain't in your face? This is. Y'all. All right, so um, this is for all my hookah smokers. I understand that some people don't smoke hookah. Do what's best for you. Um, Somebody so this attack is... before you even get attacked. Nah. No, so um, I am a hookah smoker. I don't smoke weed, so this is something that I enjoy doing. Um, And I do smoke it at home a lot. So with that being said, there is a guy that I've been knowing for a few years. His name is Dante Stevens on Instagram, but he has a business that's called Savage Smokes. Um, So basically what it is, it's a concierge hookah service, and which is good because... um, for me since uh the, well from the beginning of the pandemic smoking hookah was actually at first I, I didn't do it just because i'm like i didn't want my lungs to be weak just in case i got covid but i'm like i'm if i'm gonna just be sitting in the house i'm definitely gonna be freaking smoking you ain't hookah. been just sitting in the house so i haven't okay mind your business <laughs> my bad. Anywho, so he has a concierge service where he um he makes his own shisha which is the um hookah tobacco he has a lot of flavors i only got three so he has like a little deal where you get three 150 milligrams for like 50 bucks which is a lot like that's probably gonna last me about two months 
Um, but he has all the supplies. Like even if you don't have a hookah, he has some to buy and he will bring it to you with oh, a delivery. Wow. That's so innovative. Has, that's what I said. I was like, um, because I, I saw that he had it on, on Instagram and I thought that he was just he just had his own like hookah company where he goes to different clubs and stuff and just set up, which he does. He do that too. But he was like, Yeah, we deliver. And I'm like, that's okay. why because I see people on Instagram all the time looking for Shisha. I really do. I see it all the yes. time. Um, I actually found a place by Greenbrier that is black owned, and which I thought was which I thought was amazing. I never saw um a black owned smoke shop. So that's a different story. I don't have her information, but it's in my old hood. It's right there next to Hans in the plaza. So I will drive. I'll over go there. find out after I get my second COVID shot. <laughs> Cause I'm be outside. <laughs> oh my god, it's right over there, um, in that plaza. But I will drive all the way over there. That's nowhere near my house, so I would I would just go over there just to support her. But this is, I mean, if all I gotta do is text him and be like, "Hey, I need this flavor, this flavor, this flavor, some coals and some hookah." They deliver to all areas. Like if I just happen to be in Allen Temple, will he um deliver over? Um, there? I'm sure he will. He'll probably have you meet him at the gate, but um, <laughs> 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 so. I don't smoke the, anyway. Mm. It's cool. The uh, the Instagram for it is Savage Smokes ATL. So that is S M O K E S. It's an S on the end of smokes, obviously. Um, but <laughs> Savage Smokes ATL. Um, and then his Instagram is Dante Stevens. I don't know if he want me to put out his real Instagram or his personal Instagram. But if you want to go be his friend, check him out. But yeah, you should check him out. He has a lot of flavors. Very good quality hookah and very good service. He, I mean, like I literally ordered it, and he was, um, he was on the way over here in the next twenty minutes. After that, that. is fire. Actually, I think that's really like, cool. What? I can't think of anything. So I have a couple of different um friends that have different mobile services, but it's like car related stuff. But I think that that's cool. I mean, that's like it's people who can't even get their weed man to pull up. No, nah, for real. Like I, <laughs> I have that problem with my friends all the time. With your friends that, that are weed men, um, that smoke weed and they be mad because they weed men don't pull up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People, yeah. No, I think that's cool. Well, congratulations to him. I hope he can expand as far as his eyes can see. Yeah, he and told me when he came over here to drop it off. He said that he had ended up going to, he ended up doing an event the night before and sold um, a hundred hookahs. Wow. Now, I don't that know is so got, cool. Not, like, I don't know if you um are familiar. Well, you're not because you don't smoke hookah. But when you go to um like event centers and um clubs and bars and stuff like that, usually hookahs range between 30 and $40. So just imagine if he charged $40 and he sold 100 of them. I actually thought about that because that's all another story but I, I actually thought about doing that but when you're dealing with tobacco you um you know you have to get certain license and permission to do that type of stuff so i just left it alone that between him and <laughs> well but, all right yeah. congratulations to him sure. i think that's really cool that's, i mean it's not a lot of times that i hear something that i ain't never seen nobody do before i mean i don't know what people do in the hookah industry but i know for a fact i never heard of nobody delivering it like that yep hookah concierge that's what we call it all right. Well, shout out to your boy. We'll put the information in the episode notes per usual. And let's walk over to Shata. Hey. Shata. Hey. Hey. So we got Shop Talk. <laughs> so Just before we um get started with Shop Talk, I just want to say 
the word real estate really ain't that hard to spell. Okay, all right. What we not gonna do is mention this person every episode, like like we was Sorry. having the issue with Kill K. Okay. No, Sorry. first of all, okay. Anyway, go ahead. That's all I had to say about it. Just spell it right. Yeah, and that list was so. I'm like, did this have to go on Instagram? You know what I don't like for real, for and this does not just apply to her, but people be always complaining about people being their business, and they just put useless stuff or their business on the internet, and they get mad at people's responses. Not saying that she did in that particular situation. I didn't go to the tweet, but um, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, moving on. Um, I did want to bring up <clears throat> um somebody very problematic in the industry as well, um, Mr. Kodak Black. So Kodak Black is currently trying to say that Megan Thee Stallion owes him money for um using the term drive the boat okay so if you guys um are not familiar with the term well i'm pretty sure y'all heard megan say it. a lot of people didn't even know that she got it from kodak black but kodak was on a boat and somebody was recording him and he was like basically staring out into space and i guess he was envisioning envisioning himself driving the boat he had himself. to be asleep or something he was just well. looking he was just in the video he's just like looking at somebody let me drive the boat that's so <laughs> the video went viral and everybody was saying that like that was like a thing that that was just like something and it didn't even really have no meaning at first but everybody was just saying but megan like really thought it was funny so she just you know whatever so she ended up flipping it and turned driving the boat into pouring liquor in somebody's mouth which i hope people aren't doing still um that was short-lived so why he mad because can't do it no more (laughs) Yeah, like so he mad. So he what he didn't really say anything. Like, if I'm not mistaken, he got out of jail at some point before I don't know. Within the last year, he got out of jail before he ended up going back. And pretty much what I'm trying to say is the term driving a boat has come and gone because it's been she's been saying it so long, it's not really a thing no more. Um and I feel like he only said that because she won a Grammy. I was just about to say that. I think the Grammy thing irked him because he, he, from what I gathered from what he said, he tried to say that he made her famous off of that statement, which is not true. Not at all. My thing is, she doesn't like, it's not like her album is called Drive the Boat or she got a song called Drive the Boat. She, right. she did say, say it in one song, but the song that she said it in, um, she didn't even put that's not even on the album that won a Grammy, and it's not even on the song that and won it's impossible a Grammy. for that to make her a Grammy award winning artist, yeah. <laughs> so, I hate the fact that people like him they use the opportunity to bring somebody down when they're up like that. Like, that's this is one of the most important things in her life, like a Grammy. And I understand it's just a trophy, but this is like one of the highest accolades that you can get in the music industry, and it means so much. Like. A grant having a Grammy under your belt is like being in in my field, like in the union. Like you have a Grammy, you can literally work with anybody at this point. People will want to work with you. You can up your rates. Like it's so many different things that come behind it. So of course, yeah. people who are in the music industry, they they want to go for this. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's fucked up for him to even try to take credit for that. Like I hate people like that. I hate so, hate 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 people. Like I will that. say this. Um, so I feel like, yes, I agree. I think he only really brought that back up because Megan won a Grammy, but I do recall that time. Oh, I think it was like good morning with uh Kiki and Kelly. Oh, it was like a good morning America. It was one of those shows that come in the morning and, and Kiki, Kiki, 
Kiki Palmer was hosting it. So anyway, she asked the question like, who came up with the term dry the boat? And they didn't, I think somebody said Megan and Megan was sitting right there. And then Kiki Palmer was like, no, Kodak Black came up with it. Megan didn't say nothing. And I know Kodak mentioned that in his little Twitter rant, but I do kind of, when that happened, I'm like, why she ain't say nothing? Cause it's, it, to me, it made it seem like she assumed responsibility for it. And maybe she just didn't think quick enough to say it, but I did, I did feel a way. So I'm like, nah, you know, God darn well, you ain't make that up. Why you yeah. just give that was your opportunity to to finally give him credit on it because he had already mentioned it to begin with. So I think I think he's still holding a grudge from that. And I also feel like also, I mean, Cardi B took off after doing his song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think he might just feel a little jaded. And it's not to defend Kodak Black because he's very problematic, but I can see where the bitterness could, you know, arise. Yeah. Speaking of Cardi B, <laughs> um, this may be the first time y'all ever heard me say this. <laughs> But can y'all please leave that lady alone? Please. What happened? Every day this week she's gotten online. This week she's been arguing with a different person. And I think today just really, it just really bothered me because I think at this point people just fucking with her because they know she's going to respond. And I think that's the problem. Like, I think that when you are an artist that become at this, the status of Cardi B, you shouldn't respond. But at the same time, that same thing happened to Nicki Minaj. Like, she's a megastar at this point. And she freaking is responding to people that say a certain thing. So I don't like when anybody does that. But I think that Cardi just really takes it to heart. And it really, in my head, every day I'll I be, I be in my head, I'm like, she don't end up quitting the music industry. because it's, well, I feel like she's been doing it for so long at this point. How hasn't she, like, stopped react? Like, why is she letting it get to her still? I mean, I, not, know. I know everybody handles stuff differently. But I do feel like she addresses stuff way too much. And I thought she kind of chilled on it. But um, but yeah. So who was the latest? Because I seen something. Was Riley taking dick? Riley off? child. So what was she saying? Because I saw the tweet, but I didn't understand. Oh, so basically, um, Riley has a radio show or a podcast, and she had she played a song from a a rapper that made a diss record against Cardi B and played the diss record on her show. Being messy because that's what she do. Exactly. And Cardi responded to it because she was like provoking it and it just started like, of course, taking flight on the internet. And the girl was talking about her child. Here we go. This is the whole thing that happened with Nikki. She thought that Nikki was talking about child and she wasn't. And now the girl was talking about culture on a song. And the what girl did they say about like, the baby? I didn't even listen to it, honestly. Because I mean, it's, it's dumb. Like, leave her alone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it is. I don't like. I don't like when people just pick at people like that. Like I'm. Not, I'm not a fan of that at all. Um, but I didn't listen to the song. I don't really care that much to hear the song. But I just, for me, I'm just like, damn, leave the girl alone. Like just leave her alone. Let her do her. She obviously ain't going nowhere no time soon. So just, I mean, just deal with it. And I don't understand what the beef is between Ra Ali and her. Maybe some street stuff or some other stuff, but. Cardi's just like say less. That's all she said with a wink. So in my head, I'm like, oh, she finna go get. What's Big Mama? You already on trial for for one. What's Big Mama Don name? Her friend who just uh, got out of prison. Uh, 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 Star Brown. Star Brown had already said when she got out. She said, I'll go back. She said, and and you already on number one on my list. So just if you breathe too hard, I got you. Oh my god. So. Oh my god. 
Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. It's just too much. And I just don't, I just personally don't think that Cardi needs to just be engaging in stuff like that because look at how big she is as an artist. Like, right. Like, I literally is that. above the people that's hating on her. Yeah. Now, Nicki like, Minaj I wouldn't thing, even clearly she's not bigger than Nicki Minaj, but like you said, like that beef was started by fans as they all are. Yeah. It was started by Photoshop tweets because I don't think that that was like, a known thing then at that moment or they didn't even she just reacted before she realized that it was photoshopped and it started to be but yeah it's, it's little stuff like that and then that, that that situation grew to something that it should have never grown to and look now look what's going on now so it's just like just leave people alone um i don't know i, I understand that celebrities are real people and words do hurt i mean as much as we don't as much as we try to act like they don't, like, of course, sometimes, like, I don't care what some people say about me, but realistically, some certain things, of course, I'm going to care about it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? For sure, they got something to do with my child, my family. Um, but, yeah. It's just, I just wish she didn't pay attention to the internet. Like, I wish it was the old days when people's um, teams Labels re- right. controlled their social media, so we wouldn't have to worry about it. Yeah, I agree. All right, so I think I have at least two things to do on Shop Talk. First things first, I want to talk about this Kurt Franklin thing with his son. <laughs> For those of you that think that gospel music has gone too far, you think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Glory, glory. Okay, first of all, at first I was like, dang, why are you talking to his kid? Like that, da, 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 da. But um, his son is a grown man. Mm-hmm. And I think the real outrage, and honestly, it don't seem like there's been no outrage against Kirk Franklin, but I think um, it just brought some something interesting to my attention. I think growing up, I always felt like people put certain Christian figures, pastors, artists, whatever, on such a high pedestal as if they are like the equivalent to perfection. And it was kind of yes. like, it was kind of a relief to hear Kirk Franklin cussing like that because I think that people in the church think that these people who are performing for God are perfect like they don't do wrong because I've heard so many times that man do that that man a, a man of God that man go to church that man like that man is a human and I think that when you're a Christian artist or anybody that's a religious figure you you are only allowed to show one side of you and so it's like you can't make no mistakes when you think about the pastor John Gray who always having these affairs and his wife and people are so shocked and think his wife supposed to forgive him because he had pastor because they put such like so so much like i don't know like power kind of power in these people because of who they represent but i just thought it was funny and um but i just thought it was interesting to see um different different comments from people from the uh quote-unquote christian community about kurt franklin cussing it's like y'all cuss like yeah y'all do the same stuff why (laughs) why is it that he's exempt from being able to do that because he sings gospel music um looking at stuff like that um, or hearing about stuff like that actually makes me like the person even better because <laughs> I they, love Kurt Franklin because this is the same conversation that was brought up months ago about the custom pastor. Oh. Now I do think that the custom pastor do a little bit too much. Like I'm like, all right, chill out because I feel like he's just doing it just because he can. Mm-hmm. But in 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 reality, I think that just like you said, we grew up to to for people to put people who were like certain Christian figures to make seem like they're perfect and they don't do certain things or they raise their children a certain way. Now, from my understanding or from my personal experience, the people who um, are head of the church, mm-hmm. their kids be the worst ones. Listen, and they be just as bad. It's like they, they're like, 
Think about it. Being a pastor is a job. You're going to work. You can be, you can still be passionate about God and, you know, walking in the faith and all this other stuff and still have regular habits like the people that you lead in. It's just yeah. what it is. Yeah. And so I think that, um, I think that for me, just seeing somebody who acts normal and do normal things, whether it's cussing your child out or whether it's, um, drinking like having mm-hmm. a cocktail or something not just like being a drunk but just having yeah a but cocktail, just doing things that you yourself. probably should not be doing if you were following the what the bible word for word listening to music other than co- gospel music because like i can't go to no barbecue and just be listening to gospel all the time that's just right. not yes lord for the <laughs> hey pass me the ice cream rest of our days <laughs> you know what i'm saying like I, I, I will feel more i will feel more and more confident and inclined to go to church and do stuff like that you know what i'm saying because yeah, if it was like more realistic i think that has that was my issue with going to church consistently because it did not seem realistic i just was like a lot of these people are being fake and i that's why when i did start back going to church in person they were carried on in a more relatable modern way people dressed regularly they talked like realistically it just was like okay this i can get with yeah so I mean I don't know. Shout out to Franklin. I honestly don't think that he if, if that's how he has to express himself to his son for his son to understand. Because from my understanding, his son is very problematic. Very problematic, exactly. And, and a grown man. And a grown man. You know what I'm saying? Like I I don't get how people can sit here and do this to this man as if they parents weren't the ones, um, weren't doing them the same way, scolding them in similar ways while they were growing up. Yeah, and I, I think my mama did. This goes to show, too, because I hear a lot of celebrity parents say this. Just because you give your kids everything they want does not mean you're raising them. Like, you actually... And I'm not saying that Kurt Franklin necessarily done this, but I think his daughter came out and was like, he got access to the same stuff, and he got all this stuff, but sometimes it's so much deeper than that, unfortunately. You know, and I think that... I mean, oh, actually, Benzino and his daughter had a, had some beef publicly a, a week or so ago, and he was talking about how she was on private jets and all these... Men. I'm like, kids yeah. don't want or need that. that they not need, raising your child. Exactly. Like, need, now, I don't there. right and so i think i i mean it's just i only mentioned it because car franklin's daughter said that and i'm like maybe there is something that might maybe he did need to be raised differently to address some other line stuff like i don't really know but is he is he not his son from his wife i don't get into deep on that stuff about people that i don't really know because I, yeah, I thought him and his wife been together for a long time well, all right, on to my next thing. I want to talk about somebody who I don't really mention much because she's always annoyed me, but Erica Minna basically, long story short, has, <laughs> basically has this business called Crown Lady. It looks like they sell swimwear, but the website says, Crown Lady is proudly Black-owned and created to give women the crown they deserve as the queens of the world. Most of our, des- okay, the rest is irrelevant. But long story short, I guess she was promoting this company and somebody submitted them a payment and it and it was saying you sent the payment to Mina Millions Incorporated. Okay, Erica Mina Millions. And so somebody DM'd the company and was like, Hey, uh, who was the CEO of this company? And they was basically like, Why you wanna know? They don't wish to they don't wish to share the information, it's put private information. Well, actually the CEO of a company is not really private information. Like you have a, a consumer has a right to know who they're supported in a part in a person. The person behind the account was basically like, well, you ain't got to support blah, blah, blah. Basically telling me, okay, so the CEO is not black. Got it. But then here comes Erica Mena saying that she basically 
is she invested in this company to help friends and family trying to basically say it's not her company but it is it is your company and you listed this company as a black owned organization obviously for clout and when i say clout i mean like traffic customer traffic and i've seen this a lot actually when um i read an article about how uber eats like during all the um you know i don't want to say during all the protests but that was a height of protest last year and at that time people were taking initiative to intentionally support black owned business and support and keep money in the black community and so companies like Uber Eats and Hello, not Hello, <laughs> Uber Eats and um, Postmates, all this will basically highlight black owned businesses. But what happened is you can't really prove if your company is black owned or not. So people who were not black, not even almost black, will list their restaurants as black owned businesses to get this traffic. And I think it's just so disgusting and weird. And I mean, if your product is good, it's going to sell. Like people are not, like people are going to not, like I, it's just crazy to me that she would do that. And she's not black. And you, you could have at least said this was so safari's company or even your child's company mm. but you made it very clear that you are latina <laughs> and i don't remember you saying afro um i have no comment i personally i've had some encounters with erica mena that weren't pleasant and it wasn't too bad but it did put me in a sour place now in my head i'm like maybe i'm just feeling like that because i've already had placements of where i stand with her in my head because thanks of- to tv Thanks to TV and mm-hmm. just thanks to social media too. Yeah. Just because um certain comments that she said that kind of rubbed me the wrong way that make me feel like she is one of the people that that one of the um Latinas that don't really fuck with black people. Yeah. Do you remember when she got arrested a while back? Her um police report said that she was white. Now I don't know if that was like a technicality or something like that, a typo, but it definitely said she was white. <laughs> Child, she probably is white. I mean, at one point, well, you know, she, white Latina is either you. I was introduced to her as a lesbian. Oh yeah, true. We all were, and both of them is is in heteronormative relationships. So I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't shame, but it's just. I'm just saying, like, it's just so much going on with her, and then I don't know. She just has a problematic past, and I don't. That doesn't surprise me that she's trying to get money off of a business by saying it's a black-owned business, right? So. Who knows? Oh, all right. Next, speaking of pretending oh, to be black. Oh, we like Cardi B was saying. Oh, we whatever though. Oh, anyway will. though, oh no, that's um. I'm thinking about cat stats. All right, so I had a question for you. I know we talked about it before um in our pre-production meeting, and I um so basically someone that I am cool with basically like at first they made a comment. It was like. You got a lot of um black friends and Indian friends and Mexican friends and Asian friends. Kind of like as a joke, trying to be like insultive a little bit, but low key. Then she was like, um, oh, not my mic breaking up. You hear that? Then she was like, I wish I had some white friends, or I wish I had da 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 da. So it just it was interesting. I feel like she made the comment trying to be comedic but low-key had some kind of like desire undertone i'm sorry hold on i can hear it and i remember one time i was editing and i heard it too if i hear it again i'll just repeat what i said but i guess my question to you is like obviously you and i both grew up in a 99.97 percent black neighborhood 100 just just say 100 girl because i even know nobody else outside of black well the only reason why i say that is because my assistant principal in high school was white 
but he probably didn't even live in Atlanta too, truth be told. But I mean, and I remember one or two times we had a white classmate in middle school, but they never stayed more than a couple of weeks. I don't know what <laughs> ended up happening, but that's the reason why I say that. And but anyway, I'm just trying to, you know what I'm saying, be a little inclusive. But we grew up around black only black people, right? And so our impression or idea of white people, not even just white people, Asians, Mexicans, whatever, was from TV. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So TV personality, things like that. So I, my question to you is like, did you ever like, what? so you know how people used to say when we was younger, when I get money, I'm moving to the white folks neighborhood. I'm a, Like it was kind of like a goal embedded in our head that making it or success looked like being around white people. Cause we were told, we yeah. were kind of told that that's what success looks like. So my first question to you is, you know, did you have that desire? Or like, what was your impression? Um, I did, I ain't gonna lie. So I grew up with, I grew up in the hood, same hood as you, and gang, gang. Our, our white people, and I tell people this all the time, because um, um, my, Zay is from Miami, and of course he grew up around a lot of Latinas, but he never really grew up around white people, so they had that, and I told him, I said, we didn't even have that. Yeah, our white know. girls were were really mixed. Really mixed, yes, for sure. We will, we will call the mixed girls white girls, like, yeah. like even, I, I, I mean, can, sometimes really just really light-skinned girls would be Call white yes. yeah. And I remember even hearing the word mulatto in elementary school and middle school. That's why I didn't feel like whatever. That's a whole nother topic. <laughs> <laughs> but um I remember specifically like me just going to work with my mom and her managers and her bosses will be white and they would have they would just be living a life. Like their kids would come up there, their kids would look very nice and well dressed and they were well spoken and all this other stuff, like, they just seemed like they were just living a perfect life, and I think that um, me growing up in the hood, having to deal with poverty, and you know, having to learn to just take baths using microwaved water, and not having no heat for the winter time sometimes, and having to use space heaters and stuff like that, in my head, I'm like, I know white people don't deal with this shit. Yeah, like, the picture was painted that only black people struggle, because that's what I used to think. So, in my head, I was just like, damn, you know, what what would life be like if I were born or just had either white parents or rich parents? I always say stuff like that. Now, my mom has, um, on her dad's side, I mean, on her mom's side, I'm sorry. She has white stepbrothers and stepsisters, and she also has white sisters and brothers as well. So I used to go visit them, um, you know, when I was younger, but they lived so far away. That kind of turned me off because when I went down there, I remember the first time I went to visit them, I felt out of place. I was the only black person in the house and they would, you know, they can tell I was uncomfortable, but they were like, okay, let's take him bowling. Let's take him to drive four wheelers because we was in the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. And I just, these are my cousins and I'm, I'm hearing them say nigga. Like they yeah. call each other nigga. And I'm like, y'all niggas? In my head, I'm <laughs> I was confused because in my head, I'm like, well, they do got black family. Technically, like they, they literally have black family. So, but are y'all niggas? I get, I, my, like they would call each other that. So I kind of, it kind of turned me off. So I was like, maybe I don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> <laughs> and then my mom would just tell me stuff about her boss, like personal business. She would be telling me, she was like, yeah, you know, rumor has is that he got his niece pregnant and that's why her, it was just little stereotypical stuff, you know. Yeah. Used to think back in the day, but I mean, whatever. But um, yeah, I will say that I just felt like living in 
better neighborhoods around white people that was more safer yeah for me now looking back on it i had more i i had more fun in hood i meet people that was that lived in the suburbs and grew up in the suburbs Boring. boring they experience nothing every little thing excite them like they i'm never like, risk their lives they never hit the floor when they heard when they heard gunshots and it shows all right <laughs> no you, i agree i do yeah. agree i agree with that now at that time it might not have felt that way because we wanted more but in reality it shaped us right but um i was so i wanted to say i definitely used to always taste stuff and it's so embarrassing i mean i know i was a kid but it's just it's just so interesting how you are fed this type of information and how it translates because i used to i used to desire non-black friends and i'm not just gonna say white because i didn't know anybody from another race at all and i think now when I was in elementary school, I did have a white teacher in the fourth grade. Oh, we both did, Miss McMullen. Yeah, but that oh, yeah, might be that... my first. I don't think I she had, had a, a black boyfriend though. Oh, did she did she did? She had a black boyfriend. So, I think I think I can count on one hand how many times I had a non-black teacher. But again, it just was not. Imp- it was always like quote unquote the ghetto type. They they dated black dudes. Like it just was not like the southern white people that we see represented in social media on the internet. So anyway, um, sorry, I'm looking down at my notes. So I remember when I first like start had this sounds so foolish but when I first had opportunity to know white people low-key deep down I was excited because in my mind I'm thinking like wow I'm about to be enriched like this is about to like make an impact on my life now I never showed that outwardly but I was still kind of nervous it's so weird like I was nervous to be around white people why though you know what I'm saying and I think it's because I was so I would meet these people and I would be so nervous that I couldn't even really be myself around them because now growing up I'm I'm I think that I'm unintelligent that I look poor or I act poor that when I when I'm around these people they already think something of me and they may have but I didn't have any reason to believe that and it's just um and so as life goes on I get more jobs I meet more white people and I mean not just white and I'm and I'm not even sending a cape for white people but I'm just saying I have I literally now have friends from all over the world I mean that's a fact but it wasn't until I became like got a little bit more mature like in my late 20s that I just started to be like f it I'm, I gotta be myself around you like this is who I am and I can't fake it you know what I'm saying so anyway um I just remember times where I would find myself like you know I know we've had episodes about code switching and um you know working around people that we felt like was judging us because we were black but I used to feel like I literally would have to put on a show for them like impress them per se like I remember being in environments where uh, my friends would be acting like real loud and ghetto whatever the case is and I could say ghetto because I'm that um but if it's a white people looking now I'm suddenly embarrassed but if it's all black people around it's like y'all so crazy it's like why is that why do I want their approval or their acceptance and it's like like I've said before in a previous episode, I, a lot of times I feel like professionalism or being polished is rooted in white supremacy because it's like we only want to be, we want to only follow these rules when they're looking at us, like when massa watching. But in reality, it should not yeah. be like that. It's funny that you say that because I have this conversation with one of my friends pretty much every week at this point because um, they don't like the fact that. Um, that we in the black community wear um, are very, very like expressive with our hair, our makeup, our looks. Like for me, for the longest, I've always wanted to face that. So I mean, even when I was younger, and I, I can even recall me wanting certain piercings and stuff like that. And I remember 
me wanting that type of stuff when people will always say like you want to be white so bad because yes. they never really saw black people they never really saw black people with it and then as I've gotten older I'm like these people really tried to chastise me about certain piercings in my face and tattoos on my body when realistically this is African my yeah. it, my ear African my piercings all of them are, are they come from Africa so I'm like y'all don't even know what the hell y'all talking about yeah. But my friend, this particular friend, he he says this about like people who wear colored wigs, um, long wigs. Like if you have like really, 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 really long braids or wigs, or if you have like a style that's that's different from what you see on a norm. Um, he's like, I just don't like that. I like the way the hair looks when it grows out of the head. Like even if it's a wig, I would want it to look like it, like it could possibly be their hair. So my problem with that when when he says stuff like that is because for one, I'm a person who has changed my hair color and changed my look a lot. And like I said, I always get, oh, and he's even said that to me before because I when we met each other, he said to his mom, oh, you, I think Draco want to be white because he do this. Da, 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 da. I'm like, why would you say Man, that? I like, heard I, that so many times off of traveling. I want to be white because I travel. It's so many different things. And, and I want black people to let the shackles of um being yourself yeah, yeah that you know what i'm saying so um i think what it is just to answer the question that you said before is just because we don't want to we know we well we assume that we think you know that every white person thinks the same way mm-hmm. so we think that if we do certain things or look a certain way or talk a certain way act a certain way we're, we're like oh they're probably hood rats they ghetto, they dumb, they don't know nothing, da, 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 da. So mm-hmm. that's what we have embedded in our head because that's what we were told. Like that was mm-hmm. that was passed on, like, oh, white people called us this and this and this and this and that. Don't act like that around these white folks. Yeah. They're gonna thank you stupid. So I think that w- we can be ourselves around each other, but when it comes to being professional and being in a professional setting, we have to kind of dumb it down because we assume that and, and in some cases that could be true. You know what I'm saying? But um, we just have to dumb it down, and it just really bothers me. It really makes yeah, me I agree. It's I'm like, like we, we want we want the uh, the stamp of approval from them, and it's yeah. crazy because they are influenced so heavily by our authentic selves in the media that yeah. why should we be ashamed to be that in front of them? And I think that I think it can be a shock to them maybe as at first, but they have to accept it because mm-hmm. they, they don't have to audition to be our friends you know what i'm saying so we shouldn't have to, and i mean i mean i have my friends that i've made throughout my work life and college and stuff like that like i have always been my authentic self and they are i mean if there's a such thing as very white a lot of them are very white i'm talking about family owned boats and mountains and stuff <laughs> you know what yeah. i'm saying and it shouldn't it should not be that way and it's like i don't know it's it's just crazy it's like I don't know. I feel like we've always just been taught to live among them instead of just living, be our true self. And I do think that's changing. But I was, I just think about there's so many things that our people like. I just want them to just be free. Yeah. <laughs> if that's another way to even say it, it's just I don't know, man. I just I think about it a lot. And I, now, now, I mean, I, I will say this: I have always, I do think it's a healthier option to have people raised in a um in a diverse environment. Like I know a lot of people went to HBCUs. Now I didn't go to one only because I just wasn't educated enough on their importance. But I do think that, you know, when it comes to college, maybe you should go to a mixed school in the many cases, because when you hit the workforce, that's going to be your first time even knowing what to expect. And, you know, being amongst them. Now, I do think there are some elite HBCUs that may not have that problem, but it's some that's real country. 
and they don't yeah. really get the exposure they may need to kind of like quote unquote be successful it's just the world we live in I, and i wish it wasn't that way but i think that you know it'll have to come with time but i will say like even with me like i've grown over the years to just be really proud of just the way i talk alone like, yes just my, just my accent and my and the way I talk and the words that I use because I've realized how heavy of an influence it has in the community and in the industry and just in any and everything because people want to talk like that you know what I'm saying and I'm like I'm grateful to just genuinely be somebody who has this accent or just mm-hmm. come from where I come from because I'm not clueless and I, I'm well aware of what's going on and I know how to survive if things do happen um outside of the norm you know what I'm saying like I listen to like even conversations with my friends who grew up as um kids of celebrities and stuff like that they grew up different from me mm-hmm. so just everything everyday things which which I ex- assume that people should know um or people do they don't know about it and yeah. I'm like damn like I've really I don't even want to say lucky because there ain't nobody lucky to be Paul but right, it's like, but we made it. I mean, you're right because I was about to say, but we made it out. But a lot of people never make it out. Yeah. So it's like, I think that's what it is. It's just that I really be. I, I think for me, I just really want um, black people to just be a little bit more open minded to things, like you said. Like I just that's just the bottom line of it. I think that we are just comfortable in the way that we are and just the things that we know. And the people that we know that we're just not really open to try to find something outside of that. And that's just not cool to me because I'm like, you're missing out on the whole opportunity. Like, yeah. And that's one thing I do. I sometimes, sometimes, and I, and I don't, I, don't, I mean, I might get a negative reaction to this, but I do want our people to just be a bit more open-minded. Like, I feel like a lot of times we get so protective of ourselves that we just kind of don't even welcome the opportunity to be educated on certain things. And it just can create more of a dilemma than necessary like I don't know I don't even know if I have a good example but I think all that feeds into the experience that we just talked about it's like you got to be willing to accept things that you don't recognize um and then allow yourself to be educated or experienced and don't get me wrong it's a lot of races out here and a lot of these folks who we think are our friends that aren't black just might not really like us in their head but that is not our job that's not our responsibility you know trust me I lived with one (laughs) so so i mean that don't get me wrong that's that could be the case but it still does not mean that we should sacrifice who we are to make ourselves feel like we are accepted by them yeah um but um but yeah i I just think it's funny when she when she said that to me i'm just like is it that serious like it made me think like well maybe that's the problem and i could tell like what she said i'm like she clearly want she wanted that not saying that she was jealous of me but i mean i guess that's kind of what it was it was like you thinking like that and speaking that way instead of just embracing the the opportunity to learn more about other people's culture could be what the problem is but yeah so i definitely take the time now i think me working at mac and i said this so many times before but me working at mac definitely 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 opened my mind up to a lot of different lives and a lot of different people's um cultures and um because i'll be honest like, like um max motto was all races all ages all sexes so like it's a lot i didn't know a lot of people that were trans personally like i didn't know that you know what i'm saying so yeah my workplace invited that you know made, made me um just be around different people of different races and just different lifestyles and i'm like oh okay you know i ask a lot of questions i try to stay in comfort zones you know so i won't sound too um ignorant Mm -hmm. but 
like even like for instance and this is something very now that i look back on it i'm like damn i'm so embarrassed that i even said that uh well i didn't say it out loud but even thought that but um growing up in the hood with only black people around when you think of asian you automatically associate asian with china chinese chinese these chinese folks these chinese folks these chinese folks and or africa you treat africa as if it's a country even though that's where our own people came from yeah and so you are automatically say they were chinese and now that i'm older and even working at mac i had a, a, like different asians working with me at the same time like at my counter i had somebody that was thai um korean and vietnamese and indians are asian it, exactly yeah indians are asian and not too. just india i mean the middle east in general is is asian like it's not just india and that yeah. could be said the same too about brown people you look at them and they all indian but they could be from bangladesh they could be from anywhere but i agree and i that's why i, I just oh my goodness it's just so interesting even in the school so we think about the education we didn't really get that in-depth explanation about, you know, and I think it's only so much that can be taught every single day in school in certain grade levels, but I do think all that matters. It makes a difference because there have been things that I've learned for the first time in a work environment that people had known their whole lives, like certain food, like for example, I'm not gonna say that, it's just certain foods or activities that people have done. It's like, I had to play along like oh okay but low-key I'm googling like what is that and I'm like oh wow you did that <laughs> I, I've, I've grown to to realize that if I don't know something I need to just ask questions no I would ask but it might not be my conversation I'm just listening in on oh, like okay, okay like okay. I remember I was listening to this podcast from Nicole Dove who was on our show um she's got she's the host of the Urban Girl Cor- Corporate World podcast and she okay, talked yeah. about she had a friend on her show who talked about she would come to work on Monday and her white co-workers um, would be like yeah this weekend we went skiing or we did it but her a black woman went to a Jamaican club and she would feel ashamed to talk about that because it didn't sound like cool like going skiing and stuff like that and then one day she was like you know what forget it i'm gonna talk about it and they were so like wow you went to a jamaican club you tried this kind of food and it's like you know she had been conditioned to believe that what she did wasn't valuable because it wasn't exotic quote unquote like and it's just i don't know it's yeah. just it's just so crazy i'm like well maybe you can bring them with you i mean they might look a little out of place but all this stuff helps with the biases you know what i'm saying so you know i ain't no um diversity inclusion um specialists but i do want when i do have kids i just want them to have such a well-rounded experience and just have knowledge and not not to the point where they don't know their own identity or they think they're they're too good compared to those who may not have the same exposure but i want them to really like appreciate just the world around them it's just so much and it's just so many things that i'm glad people are learning now but the fact that i ain't really meet nobody outside my own race until my 20s is crazy yeah I think it's heavily a southern thing too because a lot of people up north and midwest they went to school in mixed schools and they still have their blackness yeah but yeah we we didn't have that like you have to go up north to north Atlanta to see white people right and even even like Hispanic people because like a lot of real right because like the areas in Atlanta it's all segregated still kind of i mean now it's a little bit more diverse because right you wouldn't see a lot of like hispanic people until you went to like gwinnett and i didn't go to gwinnett and maybe yeah. in clayton county 
But if you was in Fulton County, especially Southwest, or you know, in that area, it's like it was only our own people. So I'm curious to know if people that grew up in other parts, because I will say this: when I went to school in the Fulton County school system, like when I went to school in East Point, it was a little diverse. It was mostly black. Don't get me wrong, but I could definitely see people that were not like me. Now, obviously, as a four, five to eight year old, whatever, I don't have enough time to really gather that kind of diversity. But it's good to expose your kids to that, so it's not shocking. Like I always say that I think that when kids are picked on or kids do the picking on it's because of lack of education they point out things that's a difference in somebody because they never saw it before but if you teach yeah. kids or people in general to understand and accept things that they don't recognize then you know maybe they'll be less likely to like call somebody out on it yeah um i know for sure like when i went i went to north atlanta and that was a culture shock for me because um from from coming from bunch and going straight to north atlanta i was just like Oh, and right. the thing is, like, I, like first day of school, I'm like, dang, there's so many white people, so many Asians and so many different people. Like, wow, this really feels like something from a freaking movie. Movie, like, right. Like on Clueless or something. Yeah, I was like, wow, this really feels like a movie. Like, I never really thought that I'd go to school with these different type of people. And of course, being around them, you see people automatically had like, just kind of change the way they are and the way they talk and just to just to sit at the table with them i can specifically remember being in pe and when i say my blood was boiling i had the most blackest mama for 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 good reasoning now <laughs> good reason my mama was one of the blackest people that i know that i knew because she had like some really traumatic things happen to her as a child dealing with white people so um she just you know she was de- very 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 pro-black so she kind of rubbed that off on me growing up um and at one point she was so pro-black that I didn't want to be, I was like, honestly. Embarrassed a little bit. I know what you mean. Like, I used to be that like. That was me with how much of a Christian my mama was. I'm like, mama, come on. Everybody everybody can't praise the Lord. <laughs> I used to be like, man, I'm going to get me some white friends. Yeah, man. I'm gonna get me, you know what I'm saying? Just because it's like I'm, it was a goal or something. That's so crazy. Yeah, because my mama was just so anti. And I'm like, damn, I don't want to be a hater. I don't want to hate people. Like, I'm not here for that. But um, I remember somebody who, you know them, um, they went to school with me in North Atlanta, and they also went to your school, Piece okay. of Corn. Piece of Corn. Okay, got it. <laughs> um, And <laughs> this girl would She will never, ever hear this podcast. So. I know. I know. <laughs> so she, um, we were in gym. We took gym class together. And we used to hang out a little bit. So we um we were in gym class together. We were chilling. And it was like a white girl and two white boys. They were uh, two white girls and one white boy sitting with us on the bleachers. So we were not doing anything. And so the girls were sitting there just telling them. Because mind you, they had on like beat up New Balance and book bags. You know, us black people, we come to school. Afros one Brand new everything. A1. You know what I'm saying? So she had like beat up New Balance. It wasn't even giving none of that. So she sitting over there. She's like, yeah, my dad bought me one of the um my bed has like a television at the bottom so i have to press a button that rises the now you know where she used to live at right because we stayed in the same apartment no she didn't say that she was letting the white girl tell her that oh the white girl's friends are like giggling off to the side so in my head i said she's lying just trying to make her feel crazy yeah and then like the girl that we know she Mm -hmm. had a few friends it was like for real dang girl you rich like oh my goodness you know what i'm saying and i'm just sitting there like Mm, 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 mm. like, you are you are embarrassing us like 
for I was so mad at her, but it was just crazy. And to think that's another reason why we I I, I had that perspective too, because I'm like, they think that we dumb. We never seen nothing. We haven't. Yeah, and maybe and right and and that's and that's the education yeah. opportunity and, and on both sides. Obviously, we're kids too. Like technically, mm-hmm. we ninth grade, so we were kids too. And I'm just like. They probably just think this shit is a joke. Like they laughing at us when they go home. Like that made me realize like they probably be talking about us when they leave and just saying certain things. And I, I can honestly say that when I left, I ain't think about them folks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what though? That's interesting. So it's kind of like a kind of not curiosity on both sides, but it's just an opportunity for like education on both sides. It really is because just like how we have our our TV made perception of, of them, they probably had the same thing of us, you know, especially being teenagers. This is a point in life where you are becoming who you are. You discover yourself. Everything is a competition. So it's like, it's just the formative years. It's just interesting. That's really all I'm trying to say. It's just really interesting. It's just like, dang, that's crazy. Yeah. Now, if, 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 if there was never any division, like this wouldn't even be an issue. Yeah it's weird i mean you have to kind of break through that and just kind of like take away from your own i mean still be aware and still understand what's going on and i still believe in believe being pro-black like now oh very come on now you know what i'm saying i i I, I definitely appreciate my mama now like for sure you know just the way that that she raised me and the things that she told me um i understand 100 percent. like i understand before it was just i think it was just a harsh reality like i didn't really uh, you know I didn't want to believe that people were really like that. Yeah. And people thought about us like that. Cause in my head, I'm like, well, if you're nice and you're nice to them, maybe you'll they won't be fine. Like yes. Can you believe we really, I used to think the same thing. I think that I'm nice, but in reality, you are just performing and they're not going to change their yeah. perspective. It just is what it is. Like you can be, you can be the best type of person on paper and still get, you know, abused by the police or, or, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just so crazy. It's so crazy. But I mean, but, I appreciate it now. Like I, I promise you, like I think about it all the time. I'm like, dang like this is the crap that my mama's talking about right here yeah it's just two kind two two sides to the coin but you know it's it's a it's a, it's good and bad to it right it's just it's just all about just learning how to live amongst each other that's what i think yeah very true honey you better speak sister sister okay Kat. not sister cat who are they i don't know i there used to be like some ghetto some stuff we said in the hood sister Kat. I will say, let me tell you something. If you didn't grow up in the hood, I feel bad. And we did have, we did see a lot of stuff. <laughs> we did see a lot of stuff. You can only say that when you made it out, bro. Because this. I, I know. But it's like, I mean, I had the time of my life. Just looking back, the good times outweigh the bad times. Like, if you only knew, like, just growing up in the hood and just how everybody was like a family like I, I became friends with people in the hood my mom became friends with like their parents and it just went like a little circle and then i don't know it was just it was just fun like the stuff that we did um the games that we played outside the food like every single detail of just growing up in the hood just always resonates it's the lessons it's the trade-off right it's the, it's the trade-off because <laughs> i mean now now i'm like you know what every now and again i'll probably revert back and be like dang i need to swing on by like I really, I'll be mad that Abdul the Butcher not open the one on campus and not Green Bright Mall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm on the west side often, but I'm never really in like the trenches though. I ain't gonna. I, ain't, and, I mean, when I go to my mom's house, <laughs> it ain't really, it ain't really nothing over there for me. Yeah, food. my family. Like, I, 
Yeah, my family. Oh, for sure. Let me not say that. I'm so sorry. I don't want to spread my family out there. But yeah, um, you find a foe, but you love a threesome. What? Sorry, that's what little baby said on Drake album. Um, I'm from the foe and the three though. Kind of. <laughs> but my family live in zone one, zone two. I mean zone one, zone four, zone six. Zone three, like they just. Like, I don't know how my whole family is in zone four. I don't know what obsession y'all have with three zero three three one and three zero three one one. Turn them loose. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you've been saying turn them loose for so long. <laughs> turn them loose. So, I guess the conclusion is, you know, be yourself. It is okay to diversify your circle, but um, I don't know. Well, I mean. Just make sure. Just I, I think. Just think that, I just, I just, no, go ahead. No, you I go was ahead. I back off what you were saying. Oh, I just, I just think that the the inclusiveness is very necessary, and um, I think that possibly it could cure some biases. Obviously, it's gonna take generations to fix, but you can at least help your immediate situation. Now, it won't always be that way because there's some people who just you know have their ignorance or their choice to live or believe the way they do but i think at the end of the day you know there has been a lot benefited from being exposed to other cultures for sure oh so but um, i think you'll be yourself still embrace yourself be black and black now yeah i think that be comfortable and i think the ultimate um lesson in this is just to be comfortable with who you are and don't try to just do things to fit in you do not have to change the way you talk change the way you look you can be who you are and still have um a diverse set of friends you know what i'm saying at the end of the day it's not even about that it's about how comfortable people make you and how comfortable uh, people make you feel while you're around them i mean you it could be possibly easy to sometimes to kind of pick out who's the good person to be around and who's not you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um whether it don't matter what race it don't matter what race it's just like you have to just be comfortable and and if people don't really accept you for who they are they for who you are um you can't do nothing about that can't do nothing about that because i will say that i've had more black people um kind of ostracize me from situations than than any other race and let me tell you something i ain't changed the way i talk they see they know how i talk they know what i'm into they know what type of music i like they know what type of food i like you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like i make everything known and i make i like even down to like stuff that we learned in the hood like kool-aid pickles and pickle pig feed and dry like i'll tell them about that type of stuff and they'd be like really i want to try it i want to see what that says like it'd be funny you know what i'm saying and it's so it's so crazy like if you really get to know um people from other races you'll realize that a lot of things that we go through in our culture is pretty much the same like even when i'm yes i used to think that white people couldn't be poor (laughs) yeah not even like that too And, and and then like um our food, a lot of our food is similar. Like um, the things, well. not not all the way, but it's like, <laughs> of course, the way that it's prepared. Yes, we eat broccoli. Yes, we eat shrimp. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the way that it's prepared is different. But like just stuff that grew up on, um, that we grew up on, you know, it's kind of similar to theirs in a way. But yeah, just be yourself. I mean, that's just the ultimate goal: is just to fully be yourself. There you go. All right. Well, that's all I got. I that's like this I conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I just want everybody to know that um, spend your stimulus on whatever you want to spend it on. 
If you get a stimulus check, run it up. Let me tell you something. We did how long this pandemic been? A year. We had we we had one two two stimulus checks before this. Okay, if we survived all the way through this, baby, take that fourteen to go to Louis. Okay. <laughs> Do you want? Do your big one just this one time and, and spend it with a smile on your face? Because I know I. If your I, bills are already paid. I'm sorry. I yeah, be know. responsible. Be responsible. But I'm saying, if you made it up to this point, with your bit, with your light still on a year later, <laughs> car note still, you still got your car and got repo, car insurance paid. You know what I'm saying? You be smart about it. But take that. I mean, do whatever you gotta do, baby. Take it to take it to the Benz dealership. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> take it to Louisville. I don't like how you said that. I ain't used no stimulus money to get my car. And that's fine. But when the stimulus combo, if you get one, spend it how you want, Queen. <laughs> Buy you that new YSL purse that you've been eyeballing for you for a long time. Oh my God. Okay. Get now you all of the Y'all listen here if you want. want to. Obviously, you can do what you want to do, but I'm going to tell you to save it because that's just what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's cool too. Spin it. <laughs> what, happen- what happens if you get hit by a car tomorrow? Stimulus just sitting there in your account. Now you got to <laughs> okay, buy it. It. I'm right. telling you, you're not gonna regret it. Go to Neiman Marcus and run it up if you can. Get you one good thing. Okay. Eat at that restaurant that you always wanted to eat. All at, right, guys. It's been another episode of OD Podcast, y'all. Just don't take it to Salt Bay. Okay. Go on a trip. Oh, get you that vaccine to go on that trip, baby. Okay. Listen, wait till I get my second dose. Pfizer couldn't tell I'm me. I'm getting my nothing. first one next week, y'all. I'm ready. Let me tell you the the. the is, I know I've been traveling, but the travel finna get traveled. Keep <laughs> I'm a, um I'm gonna get an IV and a uh uh vaccine in the same day. Okay. All right, y'all. Thank you, Draco, for your contributions. All right. All Alicia, right, y'all. Tired of my shit and I don't care. See y'all next Spin week. Bye. Go get your nails and toes done with that stimulus too, sis. <laughs> <laughs>